Hello and welcome to Los Podcast Hermanos Episode 2. My name is Tyler Dumont and we also have... It's me, Kyle Perez. I'm here with Tyler Dumont. (laughs) It's me, Kyle Perez. Are you excited for that Mario movie that's coming out? Yeah, that one that just got delayed. Uh, Yeah. I saw the the announcement that was like, this is Miyamoto. (laughs) That's how they started it. Yeah. Was that on Twitter or was there like a video component to it? I think it was just Twitter. Yeah. That's so weird. But you know they like workshopped that and been like, all right, guys, this is our first movie that we're doing. Like, not first, but first modern Nintendo movie. Yeah, like it's. We gotta think about this. We gotta stay true to the fans. Yeah, they uh, they're gonna make a cartoon, right? Like that's what it's gonna be, right? Like, and it's gonna be like for the kids slash the adults, you know? Yeah, it'll be like Sonic, where it's like a kids movie wrapped in the sheen of, you know, the fan service of like, hey, remember this, adults? And you remember go, how ah. Mario's got coins? Isn't that crazy? Look at him get the coins. But where does he put them? Put them all, dude. He's got overalls on. That is, he got, he got deep pockets. <laughs> There's one thing capitalist Mario knows. It's his deep pockets. Yes. He's got that that timeshare, off on, off in Donut County. Uh, I think you mean Dolphino Plaza. Sure. <laughs> well, Tyler, what are you doing here today? In case you, you all listeners uh, didn't come here to listen to speculation about the upcoming Mario movie, uh, we're going to discuss and talk about one of our favorite shows, Better Call Saul, uh, now beginning with episode three of season six. I believe it's titled A Rock and a Hard Place. I think it's just Rock and a Hard Place, Tyler. You were probably right. I do see that in our notes here. Excellent. Um, when did you get to uh, watch it? Was it? It wasn't the night it aired, right? I did not watch it on Monday night. I think it was Tuesday night that I ended up watching it. Oh. I know. What was I? I was doing something on Monday night. Uh, yeah, I was out with some friends, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, basically, I got a text from you that said boy that was an ending or something to that effect <laughs> and i was like oh yeah it's always like this weird thing when you know not everyone watches everything at the same time but you want to signify to your friends hey i, I, I finished it but you yeah. also don't want to spoil it <laughs> yeah. so you're just like that was a thing yeah <laughs> you know uh i watched it as it was happening uh of course um because I was sitting at home on a Monday night, and as you do, as yeah, you do, yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta uh, turn the pace of life down during the weekdays, in my opinion. But um, had an interesting uh, experience trying to utilize AMC Plus again because I still had my one week free trial. Isn't it wild? Um, it, I feel like I had slightly better quality than my Spectrum streaming that I have. Okay. Um, but either way, it, it, like I, I'm already like, oh, I already know it's not going to be the best. Right. And I just knew, oh, I'm gonna have to, you know, watch it when the purchased episode that I have is is imported into my library <laughs> the next day. 
that happens the next day still. I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't bought a TV show as it's airing in a long time on you're using what iTunes. is not iTunes anymore. Well, is yeah, it still it's, iTunes? Well, I guess it's Apple TV. Gotcha. Um, I only really do it for like certain shows, like this one, and probably certain seasons of It's Always Sunny, where I'm like, I don't know where I'm gonna be. You know, on the day that it airs, I know I might be traveling, but I know I'm going to want to watch it immediately. So Right. Well, Tyler, before we get too much into uh, talking about the episode, mm-hmm. there's something i got to ask you. Okay. What are you drinking? Um, tonight, I am starting things off with a White Claw Hard Seltzer, similar to last week. This time, it is their new Surf Variety. <laughs> With the flavor wildberry uh, acai, 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 acai smash. Yeah, I guess it's like a new variation where they mainly use more water. They use, <laughs> yeah, they, use they, use, they use more surfers. Yeah. What are you drinking? Okay. Well, I gotta be honest, dude. I'm triple fisting. Triple I, I fisting. Guess, I guess. <laughs> is it triple fisting if I haven't opened two of these beverages yet? <laughs> Uh, it's potential triple fisting. I've got a Four Roses whiskey. Neat. I, do, I miss Four Roses, yeah. I've got a Polar Seltzer for my hydration. Oh, okay. I, I, might, I could say I'm quadruple fisting. Here, we'll get to this. Okay. And I'm drinking a what, Pelican. What flavor is, what oh, flavor is the The best polar. flavor, raspberry lime. All right, sweet. And then I'm drinking a Pelican Brewing Beak Breaker, their double IPA. Okay. It's delicious. If you haven't had it, I have I don't, not. I don't know. I don't know if you have. Yeah. And then my fourth drink is just a bottle of water. But isn't the polar seltzer just, or is it a spike seltzer? No, it's not. It's just a regular old seltzer. It's a water. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you got you two know. waters. I, I got <laughs> two water beverages. I got two alcohol beverages. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Well, that's respectable. And. Uh, I think it's time, and if we had a music cue, this is where we'd put it. But up, up, but up, oh. To begin, Rock in a Hard Place, episode three, season six. So right off the Wait, bat, that well, first I was shot. Say, do you want me what? to read through the notes that I wrote, and we can? Do you want to? Uh, <clears throat> I can Treat read them through as, them, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> do you want to talk about them as I read through them, or do we want to like do a read my notes as a recap? No, I think uh, you read the note, and okay. then we discuss each point. Okay. I think okay. that'll be our, our format. Okay, I this like is, that. This is uh, behind-the-scenes magic, folks. We're making the show on the show. <laughs> okay. So, Rockin' Hard Place starts. Desert tracking shot. <laughs> what are we tracking to? A blue flower. Oh, the rain. Oh, the rain indeed. Yep. And, I mean, the part I left out of this note is that you know we see the rain falling and then it is hitting like what the only reason i knew it was a piece of glass is because of the audio cue from it the rain hitting the Mm -hmm. glass Mm -hmm. but we're just like yo what happened here something it's very ominous because it's very just like nothing is happening no audio until the storm kicks in yeah no Um, like real discernible audio i think there's like the like yeah wind. wind and stuff yeah but the blue flower symbolizing something uh, to which we don't know yet. No one can know. 
I saw people speculating, like, before they had finished the episode, they were like, oh, is this a symbol for something happening to Howard? Because it's it's his color is Ham- Hamlin to go blue, right? <laughs> is that a real blue? Or it's something the... he said at some point. I don't remember. Ah. So some people are like, oh, just, you know, signifying that, but... Maybe it is, but <laughs> who can say? Yeah, maybe it's signifying both, but we're not gonna we're not gonna spoil to the end uh, quite just yet. Um, okay. Yeah. Next note I have here: Nacho pulls over and hides out, and the twins show up. So I have an interesting point about the pulling over, uh, just yeah. to tie into the cue about the glass. Uh-huh. Is immediately when you're realizing, oh, that's glass because of the rain. Uh-huh. It cuts to the shot of like Nacho's feet in the car as he's frantically driving. Mm-hmm. And the way they shoot the glass, it like it has a tint of blue in it and it's like all broken up into small pieces. So my brain was like, oh that's like a like a small little breaking bad like calling out oh, to the blue yeah, meth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For a quick moment. Because you know, people might be looking out for Walt and Jesse in this season. Uh, right. And stuff like that. But I just thought that because was Because it was not teased. They said they were going to be in it. So Yeah, they they got that out there uh, right away. Yeah. Uh, and the next note I have is nasty. Oil is nasty. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he finds an oil tanker, like one of the ones you would drive on the highway next to. And uh, he like gets inside it and then he realizes that the one of the twins i don't know their i don't even what, do you know their names aren't they like um marco and polo no, i don't <laughs> i can't remember I, I, yeah they do mention it in breaking bad but i can't remember it. yeah but one of them like is kind of like looking at it and we get the impression that nacho is watching him and he basically walks down to the end of the uh inside the tanker and submerges himself in the like bit of oil that's at the end of it yeah i was listening to the like insider podcast episode the yeah official one yeah i haven't finished it yet but they have michael mando um mm-hmm. on to talk about it uh and obviously it wasn't real oil right but um it's just interesting he, he had this take of like this is him descending almost like into hell like i i know what i have to do to get out of this kind of a yeah. feeling yeah i mean that, i mean yeah it's not real oil right and yeah. in like the real world but it's got a weird consistency to it that it's pretty believable yeah and they said that he had to hold his breath like like he held it for like a good minute because they I wanted bet, to have a continuous shot yeah, I was gonna say it was a really long shot, and it it's long enough that you see the ripples stop exactly. from him like getting submerged underneath there. And so he, not only is he submerging himself, he's also staying incredibly still. I'm sure. Yeah, that's. I, I kind of wonder like how they would have gotten him out. I mean, obviously he would have just like come up for air, you know. Yeah. But like, you know, you're trying to coordinate it, and you don't want to mess up the shot. And, I feel like that has to be a lot of pressure. And I mean, also think about it too, is like you kind of get like one shot at that because it's a long reset to like come up out of it. And then he's got to like towel off and right, right. <laughs> you know, change costumes probably to get back in there. 
I'll have to go back and look and see if the shot like starts as it, like if the shot of him getting in is a separate shot. Yeah. That way, the sitting down he can just sit up and then go back right. down. You know. Like just do a shirt change or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, he holds out and is doing that. He holds his breath long enough to uh, get out of that situation. The twins leave. And then the next uh, scene is him, like, showering off. Real quick, before we leave the the oil tanker topic, one interesting little tidbit is that obviously they had a real oil tanker, you know, they shot the exterior with. Um, but it was apparently like not even big enough to eat, like stand in. Like if you were mm-hmm. standing, your head would be popping out the top. So the interior is like a complete fake, like built set that they built. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, I think were you telling me that there was like the speculation about uh, Nacho getting talking to the. Uh, vacuum cleaner guy and getting getting uh, disappeared getting disappeared yeah yeah i think the last time we did this i was like i'm expecting that shot of him in the goop like that's part of him getting away nope completely wrong you're you're very wrong for reasons (laughs) we'll get to later but yeah that's clearly where all that speculation led led to you know is him in there um but yeah so the next uh shot we move to is him showering well, using a hose in clearly someone's like just like home or area, business, place of business. You're right. We don't know that as soon as we see it, though. That is true. Uh, but yeah, his mechanic offers him looks like some soap and like a towel, washcloth or something mm-hmm. to clean himself off with. And he basically is at first feeling threatened right he he has his hand on on his gun yeah and the guy is just like i want no trouble i'm just trying to help out friend yep just here you go clean yourself up and then and... he i forget the exact like kind of shot set to set it up but basically he goes to use his phone he, he just straight up asks him doesn't he he's like can i yeah. use your phone yeah, he yeah. asks and the guy's like yeah it's over there and he's like oh you know i'll pay you and the guy's like, no don't be ridiculous yeah, it's just a You're phone. Good. And he but, makes a phone call, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he calls uh, his papa. Uh, and I have here calling, like, one of my next papa notes Varga. is calling papa for good advice. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, let's talk a bit <laughs> about that. I mean, do you want to lead that? Because I, I want to go to the point I have next, but. Well, yeah. That's at the end of the conversation. It, um, well, the conversation, you know, at first we don't know. But first, the assumption is that he's going to call Mike, right? My brain didn't even go that he was going to yeah. call anybody else. When he wanted to use the phone, I figured he was going to be calling, you know, yeah. Mike and trying to, like, set something up to get him out of there, you know? But he, we find out that he calls um, his father and... Uh, you know, I'll have to go back and watch you know previous episodes with his dad, but I think the last one we saw him in was like him coming to Nacho's house and they're having an argument because like basically his dad is all about the you know you need to turn yourself in 
Like, yeah, he's so naive to the whole situation. I mean, that's one of the things he says to him. He's like, you know what you got to do? You got to call the cops. Yep. He's just reiterating, like, he even says it. What else yeah. is there to say? Right. And that's, like, the heartbreaking thing of it, because Nacho is very much like, I've, like, fucked my life, you know, like, I've put myself in this situation, and I have no way out, and yeah, my dad doesn't even know the, how bad it is, and this is going to be my last conversation with him. Yeah, I mean... Well, way to spoil it, Tyler. Jeez. Well, people, if you're listening to this, you've seen the episode. I would hope so. And if you haven't, oh well, whatever. Yeah, otherwise, what are you doing here? They're probably our friends. Yeah. I think probably. we just got a package at my house. Oh. Yeah, I see. That's you. fun. You're yeah. Looking. I can see the ups truck outside and then. <laughs> the, the ups truck? <laughs> yeah, they're not paying us. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> it's just such a great uh, nickname or shortening of it. But uh, yeah, hmm. so he says "adios, papa," and mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> my next note says that better not be the last words he says to his dad. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, he calls Mike, where we thought <laughs> it was going originally, and that's where we caught. The last scene of Mike and Gus in the last episode, I believe, where uh, Nacho sa- says, I want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Like, is oh, he you there? mean the previous episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he hands over, hands the phone over to Gus. And honestly, I don't really remember the words that were said. I just know that <laughs> I have my next point is Mike being a straight up G, but what else is new? <laughs> Well, uh, from my recollection, uh, it's pretty much, you know, um, him talking to Mike and saying, like, you know, fuck you. You, you knew that the whole plan was that I wasn't going to get rescued. And, right. you know, is that asshole right there or whatever he says? And he's like, yep. And it wasn't my call. <laughs> you know, that exactly what we were predicting yeah. based on what he was talking about. Um, and asks to talk to him and, and basically says to Gus, all right, I get that you want me to take the fall for this and I will, you know, I will sell whatever you want me to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, just so long as you can promise me that my father will be okay. Yeah. And Gus is like, you know, if you do what you say, no one will harm your father. And he's like, I don't need to hear it from you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, fuck you. I mean, which Gus who I actually trusts to uphold it, to say it yeah which is they're not a little... yes sorry mike yeah yeah but uh what i mean say... that's really that no i was that's what i was gonna say mm-hmm. is that it was mike that he was saying it to yeah which he can't really ever even know but he's what else right. can you do at this point right as as papa varga would say what else is there to say nada Let's see <laughs> so the next shot or the next scene mm-hmm. is kim and jimmy uh kind of talking about their plans you know as they do yeah uh, i noticed your note here kim continues to be the most steely-eyed and cold motherfucker oh that's oh, not wait, the next one that's I'm a skipping few way down ahead oh my god yeah i'm still not uh, sure what, what that was referencing but i guess we'll find out oh <laughs> uh, yeah i'll tell you about it all right uh Basically, my, my next note is the word you're looking for is audacious, which 
they have a little kind of banter back and forth about Kim saying, uh, I think the word you're looking for is audacious about the plan that she's proposing. And mm. then Jimmy turns and gives her a, a new plan. I don't remember the details of at the moment, like the exact details. But basically, Jimmy turns around and says, I think the word you're looking for is audacious. And that classic happens in every show type of thing where it's just like someone says something and then someone turns it on them and throws it back at them. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, like, because we don't really even know, because we still don't know the full extent of the plan, right? Right. So all we can glean is that initially they're trying, they're talking about trying to basically impersonate Howard's car. And then is it Kim that says, why not just take it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why not just steal the real thing? And then, you know, so I kind of already see where their paths are, are their, their approaches are diverging. Yeah. Whereas like Jimmy would always try to find like the plausible, like thing I can do that I still wouldn't be able to actually get in trouble for. Right. Whereas Kim is going, why don't we just fucking do the real thing? Yeah. Let's do Which the real crimes. I think is going to open her up to to more legal jeopardy in the future. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, then the next scene we get, right, is they're going through the metal detector or just Kim is going through the metal detector. And uh mm-hmm. she runs into Suzanne, the judge or prosecutor. I don't remember her at all. Oh, you don't see my note there? On the oh, I see, oh, I see it. But I'm just... She, I was going to let you oh, read okay. your portion of the note. <laughs> she is the DA, the district attorney. Um, she was in an episode from a while back from when Huel... Was, Huel? Am I saying that right? <laughs> was in legal Huel. trouble? Huel, that's what I meant. Um, she was kind of like the one, the main one, you know, trying to to get him put away and then that that's who they were like sending all the letters to yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's like she's in that episode right and like i didn't like commit her to memory or anything yeah so and she appears even earlier probably (laughs) like (laughs) some of the like the legal uh people if they're kind of like generic (laughs) looking Mm -hmm. or like they don't seem like they're gonna be like huge... they could actually be in the profession. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. That that's that's just like a random better watch person. out, lawyers listening to us. Kyle yeah. just called you mediocre looking. That's right, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kim kind of flags her down to talk to her, and I don't really remember what she was trying to get her attention for because all she kind of does. They go to, kind of go back to her office or whatever, and uh, Suzanne is kind of like, yo, if Jimmy didn't know that Lala was uh, actually de Guzman, you know, mm-hmm. we can help him out. We can get him out of this, like, without any problem, you know? Yeah. And basically tip in her hand to say, I strongly believe he does know. Right. But I'm giving you an out because I right. I trust you, Kim. You're the smart one. And yeah, she doesn't realize she's... Kim's already <laughs> breaking bad. Yeah. She is. What is she? She says something to Kim where she's like, you'll you're the one that can, like, act with sense, basically. Yeah. Like you have some sense to you still. But Jimmy is kind of like lost. But 
and yet the part the viewer know oh yeah that's <laughs> kim the tr- kim is the one driving the car right now yeah uh but the kim kim continues to be the most steely-eyed and cold motherfucker line ah yes that, th- that note is about her just hearing all this and just being like what are you talking about <laughs> just <laughs> like completely like no selling it yeah and and you know does not give off that uh she knows exactly that that is the case with yeah. jimmy knowing about lalo which is interesting because i wonder if at some point like we'll start to see that mask slip uh with kim where like she like very much right now she is very much like herself in previous seasons where like when confronted about something jimmy was doing she's very just you know um uh, doesn't doesn't let her poker face down and i wonder if she'll become more brazen in the future of just like yeah so what you know what are you gonna prove i i feel like she's gonna keep that demeanor i don't think she's gonna try to like I don't think she's going to Walter White and be like, you know, eventually this is not, this is about me now, you know? Yeah, no, no, I don't think she'll, like, go full on, like, yeah, what of it, motherfucker, you know? But I think it'll be more, like, allusions to, like, well, so what if he did, you know, can you prove it, you know, like, that kind of thing. I'm just kind of speculating, but. Yeah. I've I've read quite a few (laughs) theories, and. You know, I, I think it's going to go down some sort of path like that. We'll find out. Won't we? I certainly hope so, anyway. <laughs> they just never resolve it. Right. That's not like them, though. No. Um, so the next uh, note I have here is false floor truck. Of course Nacho is hiding in there. Of course he is. And, like, as soon as they uh, kind of showed the truck pulling in, and unloading it, I was like, "There's something under the floor." And, I didn't know, even, I didn't even think about that. Oh, really? Like, I mean, as soon as it started happening, I was like, "There's something under the floor," and I'm like, "I don't know exactly mm-hmm. who or what it's going to be," but like, you know, it, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not really going to sit here and like think about it and speculate. I'm just gonna let them show me. Yeah. Um, in mirror, like, given that I've rewatched more of the previous seasons more recently. It mirrors uh, an episode previously where they're showing just how the ice cream drug operation of Hector's side works. And they show uh-huh. like a montage of a truck coming through and how they end up taking those floor panels off, right? And mm-hmm. They do it with such you know quickness and precision. And it was interesting to see that contrasted against this kind of like Mike just casually unloading things and just one by one pumping his pumping the handle. And they, yeah. they shoot it in an interesting way is when he first takes off the panel, it looks kind of like Nacho might already be dead. Like, because for a very brief second, oh, he's yeah. laying there with his eyes closed and then he, you know, uh, pops up. True. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he's in a coffin and you've just opened it up. Yes. But... Also, the thing that I thought was really funny is he had that little canteen in there, and there was like a little tube as well. And I was like, "Is that supposed to be his like pee tube or something?" Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, th- he's got like a little canteen in there, and then there's like a little tube, and <laughs> I don't think there's an end to the tube. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> we, I we demand exactly... truth for hashtag Nacho Pee Gate. 
I don't know. What just happened? What did you just say to me? <laughs> we demand Hash- truth to know what the purpose of this this canteen was. No, and... the canteen is for drinking. The tube is for peeing. Oh. There's no conspiracy here, Tyler. <laughs> I was just uh, <laughs> conflating the two. You're too as, caught up. As I'm wont to do. <laughs> I'm too... I'm simultaneously too detail oriented, but also not enough. Somehow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then he and Mike are sharing a drink before uh, Mike has to beat the shit out of him to make it look real, to make him less pretty. Yes. Um, I did have a little note uh, from that that I noticed both times where when victor comes down and that's the that's the name of uh one of the other henchmen for gus is that the guy that gets often box cutter that's the looky loo guy yeah yeah okay good to know <laughs> you're like i have no idea what you're talking about yeah um but yeah that's that's who that is and um he's basically like all right you want me to do it just like casually like oh here's this thing we have to do and mike is obviously like this is fucked up what we have to do like i can't believe you. he has this facial expression of like i can't believe you'd say it that way yeah you know like of course not i'm gonna fucking do it like turn around yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah he has his his uh whiskey and uh nacho has a kind of a last meal uh and you're just you're just spoiling it everywhere, dude. Come on. I'm talking about the scene in question. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but when we watched it, you didn't know it was going to be a last meal. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Everyone, Come on. It's fine. Come on. It's Come fine. on. I'll, here's my defense. I will say <laughs> that when I was listening to the Insider podcast with the creators and the actors and all that, the first thing they talk about is the ending of the episode. <laughs> they just yeah, straight you're into You're supposed it. to listen to that after you've watched the episode exactly which is is what i'm assuming our wonderful dedicated listener base is doing right now but alas continue. i don't think a a let's be honest the mm. only people listening to this right now are that they know us yeah probably <laughs> and but I'm how many how many people besides us how mm. many people besides us do you know that watch this show um well there's my father and that's it see that's kind of ridiculous given how good that show is that's a lie we know one other person at least his name is jeff riley sir jeffrey uh riley um i don't think he's listening because it doesn't seem like him but he might be joining us at some point in the future. We should probably tell him we're doing this. I mean, we have. I sent him, actually, the last time I saw him last weekend, uh, I sent him the Amazon link for this microphone. Because he specifically asked about it. Oh, cool. And he said he was catching up. So, uh, you heard it here first. Next episode, we're going to have a special guest, Jeff Riley. The mysterious... Uh, and magical man that he is. Tyler, let's get yeah. back to the show. What show? The, the podcast. We're doing the podcast. That's the show we're doing right now. 
that's the one so we're just going to talk about the podcast on the podcast how's that sound you know it's very meta but i like that idea <laughs> all right so they're sharing the drink <laughs> before they're going to beat the shit out of nacho uh and we it seems like they're maybe hatching some sort of plan that is separate from the current plan that they're doing but we don't know what is that what you got from that there is a few glances and looks between mike and and nacho that you know there's something more to it i mean the only thing i really got from it was nacho mike shows back up after talking to mr whatever you said his name was victor dude victor victor <laughs> victor <laughs> and, and he shows up and he's like gotta make it look real huh and like mm-hmm. that was just to me that was just like oh yeah like i gotta get the shit like he's gotta put a few blows on me here to make it look like i got fucked up from all of this well, stuff like, yeah no it's, i think it's like oh you know they're trying to maintain the believability that that Gus and his crew, you know, aren't involved. And so when they found Nacho, they beat the shit out of him, you know, interrogating him. That's, that's yeah. Which I, I just like. I I get it. I just I don't really like. I don't really know. Like, are they supposed to? <laughs> hmm. Like, since they found him, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like they just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Like they're interrogating him because they're if they don't know that a uh, Lalo is alive, they assume he is dead, and they're mm-hmm. supposed to supposedly have nothing to do with it, right? Then they want to sell that and be like, "Oh, when we found him. We you know we tried to get the answers out of him. We couldn't, so we beat the shit out of him to try. Gotcha. So that when he shows up at the meet, it's not like he's just clean and like, oh, this smells fishy because he's way too unharmed." I guess, yeah, because I mean, he's not working for us, so we interrogated him, and that included beating him up. Exactly, okay. exactly. All right, all right. The same I... way they forced him to get shot in the fucking shoulder when he first started working for Gus, so that they would believe that you know he uh, he wasn't in on everything. I kind of forgot that that happened until I think they mentioned it at some point in this episode. <laughs> They, uh, yeah, yeah I think but so. like I had completely forgotten that that had happened. It's a long time ago, but yeah, yeah, it's back when we did this other podcast called Los Podcast Romanos, <laughs> five six years ago. Okay. Yes, Kyle. The next note I have is Huel and the Great Key Duplication Scam. That sounds like a novel title. Yeah, uh, basically we see. Howard Hamlin pull up to somewhere. somewhere. I, I, I don't think we really get a look at where, but uh, he pay, like throws his keys to the valet and asks him a few questions. Clearly, he's chummy with him, mm-hmm. and the valet gets in the car, drives it to where the parking lot where uh, he, as he's leaving the car, he runs into Huel and drops his key, drops the key to the car. And Huel picks it up and brings it to it's his guy classic, who's duplicating it. Classic, classic Huel fashion. Huel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to knock into you and do something. He's done that like three times now across the Breaking Bad universe. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, basically this is just to show us that Huel is got a dude copying the key. Mm-hmm. And 
he's kind of counting down as the uh the valet, valet. i guess the val yeah. the 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 young child valet <laughs> young child <laughs> i believe uh, he says that kid is quick he says yeah. something to that effect yeah yeah and then kind of the next scene we have is Huel turning over the key to Jimmy. And my next note is Huel might ask the best question of the whole show. Yeah. He, stip- he stipulates, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Okay. He stipulates to Jimmy. He's like, you're a lawyer, right? You make money. Yeah. You make good money. You got a wife. Yeah. She makes good money. She's a lawyer, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then he goes, why do you do this? And there lies the question of everything. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I can't remember I think, his answer though. <laughs> I, I mean, I think Jimmy has a pretty, pretty good answer. He's like, I mean, he says we're doing the Lord's work, which, like, yeah, right. Oh, off. That's like, yeah, yeah. But you know, he's basically just kind of saying, like, you know, we're doing this because it's helping people that need help. Yeah, because I think you know, the, the justification is that if all this succeeds and the Sandpiper case actually gets settled, then all those people are going to get their their settlements from it. Right. Yeah. And Jimmy, as weird and crazy as he is, you know, he's always... He, he doesn't want to hurt anybody overall. He is more in the vein of just kind of, like, helping where he can help. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, like I said, he's not in the driver's seat yet, and he doesn't really know how to justify it because he doesn't even really know. I feel like he's just kind of like one foot in and one foot out because at the beginning of the first episode, I want to say, he even asks him, like, are you sure you still want to, oh, we're still doing that, you know? Um, And I think that that, when he's questioned about it, even he can't really convincingly answer. Right. Yeah. The next note I have here, which something we didn't discuss earlier in that conversation with Susan or Suzanne mm-hmm. with Kim is basically she knows that Lalo is not dead. Yes. And th- th- that's discussed in that conversation. Uh, but basically. Actually, no. She no? says that Lalo is dead. Because that's oh, how Kim right. finds out. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, sorry. I'm jumping guns here, I guess. But All yes. Good. So uh Jimmy comes home from a hard day's work and Kim is sitting there kind of staring off and it looks like she's staring at the kind of like board that they have set up with all the like plans on it. The steps of the plan. Yeah. And uh really uh, she's kind of like staring off into space because she knows that Lalo's dead. Well, she thinks Lalo is dead. Well, knows in air quotes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And so. she's, you know, kind of weighing what to do in terms of their plan for Howard, but also how does this change, you know, why they start. Because I feel like on some level they started doing this because of, you know, this this near-death experience and then also the rush that they got from basically telling a lie to a cartel member right you know and i think that plays into it but um he basically she basically tells jimmy and you know he's like holy shit um 
Right, because like if there's a time to get out, it's like when the person you're representing is dead. I don't like this thing that you were kind of scared about that was hanging over your head. It's no longer there, and you haven't gotten that far deep. Right. Even though the scheme isn't really related <laughs> to it, but yeah. Well, no, I just mean like if there's a time to kind of jump out of the whole situation, mm-hmm. this is a pretty good place to do it, you know. And I think yeah, I, I this could. Be mm-hmm. part of the situation that like kind of is their divide right I, I think maybe because at the end of this conversation Kim is kind of like do whatever feels right basically mm-hmm. and so it to me it looked like Kim was like don't fucking give yourself up like fucking ride this out like keep going and I feel like Jimmy has a little bit of like I should go talk to Suzanne and like get out of this and plead that I didn't know that they were the same person. And, you know, part of that was saying like he did find out about it, but, you know, being part of the cartel, like you can't just be a fucking rat, right? Right. Which leads to this wonderful (laughs) quote from Kim, where, and this is another, I think, another preview into um, her maybe going down that path or going down that line of thinking when, you know, they're like, oh, what do we do? And, you know, we basically discussing that. And she's like, yeah. well, what do you want to be? Friend of the cartel or a rat? And the way she says it is almost like friend of the cartel has like this tone of like, that's the preferred thing to be. Right. Which, you know. If you're in that, what would you do in that situation, Kyle? Well, I mean, okay. I'm going to totally not answer your question. (laughs) But, you know, if the question is, do you want to be X or a rat? Right. You never never want to be a rat, yeah. Right. You don't want to be the rat, you know? Like, the rat has the worst connotation there, no matter what the X is. I will have you know, I knew uh, a gentleman who had two rats, and uh, he was very fond of those rats. So he would be like, hell yeah, I'll be a rat. Rats are good things. Okay, correct. <laughs> rats are cool as animals. Yes. But in this situation, they're not talking about I... being a rat the animal, Tyler. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, a a funny uh, factoid about one Eric Courtney. Oh, really? That's who you were going with? Yeah, he uh, he had like two or three rats back in the day. Yeah, I thought we were going with a different Riley brother. (laughs) I totally forgot that Michael had rats. Yes, (laughs) because of course he did. Right. We need need to ask Jeff about that next time that we have yeah on. when we get jeff on the next podcast we'll we'll ask him about michael's rats yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway you were saying about uh this question oh i mean i didn't really have anything else other than to just mm-hmm. say that like kim is like i think that is another instance of kim just kind of pushing jimmy further and further into this like lifestyle that he doesn't necessarily want to be in like i i think he likes the idea of it he likes he's like oh look how glamorous that like outlaw lifestyle is but as he's getting Mm -hmm. further and further and deeper and deeper into it i don't think he's really yeah fully enjoying it it'll be an interesting journey to see how they get from here to the point where 
the Saul that we see in Breaking Bad is cool with suggesting, hey, why don't you send Mike to Belize? Like, he is very casual about things that right now he'd probably be like, oh, God. Oh, no. Right. And I wonder if going back and watching those in, like, the end of Better Call Saul context, if you can kind of maybe see him just being, I don't know, like, a little more just like, he really just wants to say these things rather than believe these things. Yeah. Like, like he's kind of like legitimately just playing this part, this bit part of like the scummy, like lawyer, you know, bag lawyer. Yeah. 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 Which there's definitely a part of that. I mean, the first time we saw him, that's what he was, the scumbag lawyer. But, you know, now in Better Call Saul, we're kind mm. of exploring why the scumbag lawyer is the scumbag. Exactly. And that is perhaps the biggest tragedy of all. Um, I mean, I mean, Walter White's fall is pretty, pretty tragic, too. But anyway. Well, it's funny you should mention that. I will say I actually I, I take that back. I do know someone else who watches this show. I don't know if you remember um, going to May Santiago's house to watch the finale of Breaking Bad back in 2013 when we lived together? Not at all. I believe... we. I don't know if it was the finale that we watched there, or we watched some episode there. And um, I think she lives in, like, Washington, D.C. or something, but, you know, I still follow her on Twitter, and, and she follows me, and she was, like, posting about it, and so we've been, like, you know, exchanging theories and stuff like that. But, um... Yo, did you get her to listen? <laughs> I haven't yet. I, I should send it to her. Um, uh, but she mentioned something, I'm trying to think, about um, the fate of of everything and just how it was a cop-out for... Because a lot of people in the wake of this episode have been comparing the path of Nacho to Jesse and like, oh, Nacho walked so Jesse could run. Like, that's how... Nacho influenced Mike and Gus and how they treat, you know, people who work for them differently in in the future. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, that it was a bit of a cop out for people to say that because then it just minimizes it treats Nacho as, you know, just like an accessory to Jesse's story instead of having his own story. Right. And I kind of made a point. I think it's hilarious. Not hilarious, but it's. Something I've always uh, thought that plays into the dark comedy of, of both shows is how in in Better Call Saul, like you see all this scheming and plotting and planning and backstabbing and all this setup, and then this bumbling idiot, <laughs> this bumbling egomaniac, and his his sidekick high school <laughs> student come through and just blow the whole thing up. It's incredible. He's the agent of chaos. The the two of them are the agent of chaos. Yeah, though I will forever, uh, you know, maintain that that Jesse is is ultimately uh, the victim of Walter White. Like, well, he was always kind of a, a student or a um, uh, a bad student, someone who didn't really he lost his way in life, and he's he's a tragic character. So I'm not going to minimize him either. I mean, calling him the victim of Walter White is like, I mean, 
everyone's the victim of Walter White. I was going to say, here, here I'm going to minimize him a little bit by saying everyone that was in Walter White's like circle ended up being the victim. Well, I guess what I mean is, out of everyone who ended up being the victim, he was the one who ultimately... You know, was the most manipulated and controlled by. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Skyler, just like you know, oh, her too. Yeah, but the one that gets the most screen time is definitely Jesse. Yeah, for sure. Which brings us to the final scene of the episode. Yeah. Do you want to lead this one? Yeah. Because I. So- feel like i had a bad read on what was happening <laughs> at the end of it yeah i made a, a little note here um uh the plan that i i mentioned that mike and nacho were cooking up um it seemed to be that the plan that was stated was to have nacho confess that he was working with the the peruvians this peruvian gang uh, and that is who paid him, you know, to let the people in who killed Lalo. Right. And <clears throat> after confessing that and, you know, making the Salamaca family uh, and Bolsa believe that, is that he is going to then run off as if he's trying to escape with his, his hands still tied behind his back. And Victor is then going to, quote unquote, put him down. And that seems like, A, a very undignified way to go for someone who is uh, going through what he's been going through. And it also leaves the chance that something goes wrong in all of that. That Victor misses or the Salamancas actually capture him at that point. And, you know, he's still a dead man at that point, but he's going to be tortured, you know. So kind of makes a deal that we don't yet know uh, with Mike. And as they arrive at the uh, meeting site and they get out of the van, he gives a look at Mike. That's, you know, they look at each other with like this knowing, like, understanding between each other. Yeah, I I didn't. I didn't quite get that from that look. I, I don't I didn't see this at all going towards where it went. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, I. Granted, to me, I'm only speaking about this in terms of like hindsight. In the moment, I was kind of still guessing. Yeah, like to me, that look meant like, like Nacho was like kind of looking at Mike, like you got me right, like because he knows oh. that he's gonna be, you know, mm-hmm. the man like watching his back, mm-hmm. you know. So, to me, it was Nacho was gonna do something crazy. I mean, he did, right? He did do something crazy. Mm -hmm. But I thought he was looking at Mike at that moment to say, like, get my back when I go and do something crazy. Which he ultimately does for a bit. Right. And... But that comes after... (laughs) That comes after a uh, riveting speech that uh, he gives to everyone yeah he i mean he really sells kind of his hatred for this like all the salamancas right and 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 gus Gus. yeah like fully uh you know ensuring that no one suspects gus by saying like bolsa's like 
you know, who who are you working with? Like, who told you to do this? Right, and he pauses for a long yeah. time. And he even looks at Gus. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, are you, is that look going to be, like, red as, you know, him kind of, like, looking like, to boss like, for, like, approval or something? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he, he basically then, he gives him the story that Gus gave him. Mm-hmm. Was it Peruvian? Yeah. Gangsters? And, and that tie- lines up with the statement that they planted. Right, right, yeah. The wire and then transfer. he's like, do you think the chicken man right. came this up guy, with this idea? The chicken yeah. man? No way. They've been paying me for years, you know. Yeah. And then he gets to basically lay into exactly what he thinks of, of all of them. Right. He calls them, you know, fucking psychos and... And in a moment that very, uh, very similarly mirrors the moment in Breaking Bad in Osmondia's when Walt tells Jesse, "I watched Jane die." Oh right. Like kind of twisting the knife, he tells Hector, "I'm the reason you're in that fucking wheelchair." Yeah. And he just unleashes, and it's just, I, I gotta say. Some incredible acting. I really hope he gets an Emmy. Part of it, yes, agreed. But just, I feel like this show has not ever gotten the recognition it deserves. It's gotten a lot of um, nominations, especially right. in the first like year. I think like everyone was nominated, especially um, Jonathan Banks as mm-hmm. Mike cuz in that I think it's that first season where he does the episode about his son and he like delivers that monologue I broke my right, boy right right and it yeah. was like a big moment of like like oh shit this this show is here just to stay and stand on its own two feet in terms of right. like dramatic chops it doesn't need to be part of breaking bad you know I'm sorry did you say dramatic chops I said dr- dramatic I thought is that what I said <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, uh, <laughs> dramatic cut chops. That, cut that. <laughs> no, cut, cut, cut. it's out. It's out. Yeah. Uh, dramatic chops. And uh, yeah. But uh, since then, I think just Bob Odenkirk has been nominated. I think Ray Seahorn has also been nominated each time. She that. That's the like the criminal like thing here is. Yeah. She is so good in every season and in every episode, every scene. Dare I say one of the best written female characters I've ever seen in a show? Yeah. I mean, like, the fact that you just said female characters, like... Characters. Regardless well, of that. But I, I do want to put that, that signifier on it. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like... Because it's, she, it's so often that they're not written well you know. right like i mean it's there's so many things going on with this right like mm-hmm. they've just seeing her character kind of like come into being is so just human yes like there's nothing like there's no like <laughs> kind she, of like gendered to it you know like, she's actually written like a human being Yes, it's not like she's like I'm the damsel in distress, right. like you or, know, or there's some you know, I'm uh, not this like macho man, man, like yeah. like the way that you see like, uh, 
uh, what's her name? Katie Sackoff written a lot of times. Who's that? She's she's from like Battlestar Galactica, and she was in like a Chronicles mm-hmm. of Riddick movie. Just the archetypal like like a I'm a badass sh- woman. Yeah, a way to show that I'm you know tough is to write this, or a way to show that you know everything's equal here is to write the female character as just being a tough person, like a tough guy, right. if you will, right. for lack of a better term. And and a lot of times when that happens, it ends up being kind of like this like caricature yeah. of like I'm tough, right? Which doesn't really play well, like as a man well, or a woman. Yeah, yeah. I think regard like uh, yeah, regardless of gender, um, that is is too often you know it's not interesting. Is basically whoever uh, ends right. up in that role. But I will say, the one that com- does come to mind. That I I do think was able to straddle the line of being like the badass archetype, but also have some depth and background, is uh, Linda Hamilton as playing Sarah Connor. And? Wait, okay. Terminator like in, Two. Yeah, agreed. Have you seen oh, what's it called? The Terminator tv show what was that called sarah Cron- sarah connor sarah chronicles. connor chronicles yeah yeah uh, uh, that w- i started it but uh i thought that character was also pretty good uh that portrayal of sarah connor yeah. was also good yeah but that that was actually the uh what is cersei's name from game uh, of thrones cersei meaning um oh i know exactly who you're talking about Oh, what's her face. name? Um, she is also. Uh, are you talking about the woman who played Sarah Connor in one of the newer Terminator movies, where they go back to the eighties? No, she's that's, got the no. expressive eyebrows. No, that's <laughs> that's the Dragon Queen lady. Yeah, I can't. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we I don't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm or looking it up. He, Buy me time. Talk about something. You know, this show is pretty dang great. Lena Hetty. <laughs> Lena Hetty? Is that who you said? Yeah. Yeah. She was the Sarah Connor in oh. the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That, that's and then Emile Clark was Sarah Con- <laughs> Emil Clark was Sarah Connor in Terminator Dark Fate? Dark Fate? Question mark? No, I think it was Genesis. Gen- Genesis. It was Genesis. Yeah. No, wait. We wait. saw that in theaters. I remember that. Back in 2015. We, we, we went to Ro- Red Robin afterwards. <laughs> I do remember that. That was a fun day. <laughs> that was a... Because they had some sort of promotion for Terminator. Did they? Yeah. We <laughs> were like, we're going to go see the dumb Terminator movie. We're going to go to Red Robin afterwards. You know... I could I I could fully see that. I, I, I have no reason to question that. But Okay, yes, it was yeah. Genesis. Salvation was the one that I was thinking we were getting wrong with Christian oh. Bale. That one I think gets too much hate. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. It has a pretty interesting premise and world of being post the war on machines or during the war on machines rather than, you know, bringing it back, but None of that has anything to do with Better Call Saul. I just wanted to say that uh, Ray Seahorn playing um, 
Kim Wexler is one of my favorite characters and actresses. Actors. Of all time. Yep. And back to the matter at hand, the plan, uh, as stated, um, goes awry when our hero of the story, Nacho, uh, ends up freeing himself, which I noticed on my second viewing, the piece of glass that he has in his hand, they foreshadow it pretty early on when they go to zip tie him and they show a shot of his hands and he's squeezing the glass and there's blood. And like, I didn't even see that the first time. Oh yeah. I saw it the first time. I, I like, as soon as that happened, I was like, Oh, he's going to get out at some point. And like, well, I, I, I didn't know if that was part of like the quote unquote plan with like Gus and everything, mm-hmm. but I, I knew Nacho was up to something. Yeah. Um, there's also another shot kind of preceding this that I didn't really understand until I knew what was going to happen, which this is furthering why I think it's good to rewatch things uh, uh, after you've already seen it, just to get Also, I didn't know context. you had rewatched this episode until you just said it then. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I um, I knew I wanted to see it in the good quality, and I was just like, why don't we just do so, this? Okay. Yeah. So you but, watched it again. Gotcha. Cool. Um, there's a shot before they go to the meeting site and he's looking down into the trash and you see his reflection you see like multiple uh um segments of like reflection of his face which i then realized oh he's looking at the broken glass from when gus broke that glass in the previous episode and he had to wipe it off. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. He, yeah. he was, like, sweeping it up or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so he, he that's where he got the glass from. It wasn't... I thought it was maybe from the drink he and Mike shared, but no. Oh. Yeah. Touche. So he, he stands up, at, or he frees himself, and uh, immediately stabs Bolsa in the leg after giving yep. this speech, and takes the gun out of Bolsa's hand or jacket or whatever, yeah, and is you know basically like human shield. All right, what am I gonna do now? And he's looking all around. Um, yeah. But as viewers, we know that everyone in that scene, but Nacho, we know they all live to see Breaking Bad because they're all in Breaking Bad. Right. And he then does what I think was the initial plan that he decided once he talked to his dad. Right. He commits suicide. Shoots himself in the head. Yeah, and it was one of those things, too, where it was just like, I did not see that coming. Yeah. So, and when it happened, it was like, what the fuck? You yeah. know, and then mm-hmm. immediately was like, this makes sense for the plot, mm-hmm. for Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. The only thing it, like, confuses is Jimmy is not going to know about this. Right. And that's so, going to be an interesting thread that they play throughout the rest yeah, of the season. I think so. But, but considering he it, wasn't even really that close to them. Yeah, but I mean, he still knew of his existence. Yeah. And he was entwined in the cartel and mm-hmm. with Gus. Yeah, I at first was like, I, I fully accepted it. Like, I didn't like, because you know, like some people are like, what that's lame we're like oh i didn't expect that to happen but like the more i thought about it i was like up until now the entirety of this show we've watched as nacho has basically no control over his situation he's he's always caught between these two warring factions 
and this is him taking the reins and he knows that no matter what happens they're going to potentially go after his dad like if he doesn't uh even if he gets away um because right. Gus was already asking about using his dad um, to to Mike, and I'm sure that he mentioned that to him. Uh, and then obviously the uh, the Salamancas know about his dad because I think they were initially threatening him to, to try and join the business um, back when Hector was like, you know, show your dad this money, he'll he'll come right, around. right, yeah. Um, so he knows like no matter what, my dad's screwed, and I have to hold up my end of the word. And I also I'm screwed. Like there's no way out of this. Right. And uh goes out on his own terms. But uh that didn't stop Hector from getting in a few last uh petty shots at his <laughs> dead body. Yeah, it was really funny seeing the twins pick him up in the wheelchair and bring him over to him. Yeah. It was like this goofy. <laughs> Yeah, like this this quote unquote mobster, right? Mm-hmm. Like just like shooting the guy that's already dead, like it's pitiful. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of makes me wonder, and this kind of goes into our last segment of predictions. Kind of makes me wonder if we think that you know they're still going to try and involve his dad. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why they would, save for the fact that the Salamancas are all about blood for blood. Yeah. I could see this being the last kind of thing for them to look like the last play for them. Mm-hmm. Other than the dad, you mean what involving Sorry. Papa Varga? Yeah. Like he kind of like exits, you know, from the scene mm-hmm. and then everything else from here on out is like Lalo. Cause yeah. like, was Tony Dalton even in this episode? No, the last we see him is in episode one. The end of episode one when he decides not to go to the U.S. and he turns around and goes back to Mexico. Because he's like, I'm going to get proof. Oh, wow. That's all I Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that was only in episode one. So we've had two episodes with no No Lalo. Lalo. Yeah, I I think it was a smart thing for them to wrap up this whole plot line. Um, like some people may have said like oh this kind of rushed or something like that but I was kind of like no um, this way if they're going this hard this early (laughs) that means they're giving (laughs) they have 10 more episodes to fully go into this uh, this whole scheme with Howard and Jimmy yeah I mean Lalo's gonna come in and be an agent of chaos I'm sure yeah like and I think he'll live that's what I think you think Lala will live? Yeah, because I I think that when in Breaking Bad when we first are introduced to Saul and he's like saying was it Lala was it Anasio, I think it'd be too much of a cop out to have both of them be dead and he doesn't know it. I think one of them has to make it out. Yeah, but I mean I going back to our last episode, I think let's we're gonna pew 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 transition. Okay. Nice. To predictions. Nice transition. Thank you. I felt like I was being shot with lasers. Good. That that was that's what I was going for. Just like Nacho's uh, body with Hector. No. No. Uh, I was nope. going for something nope. there. Let's not do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cut that. We'll cut cut that. Cut that. Cut that. 
but I do. I have lost my train of thought now. Jeez, what was um, I saying? Predictions. Oh, okay, yeah. For <laughs> I, I think I do think Lala will be alive, right? In that scene from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. right? But like, how far into Breaking Bad do we get in Better Call Saul? Right, that's the million dollar question. Because like, because they could either fully skip it, and everything we see in the future is Gene time frame, or they do include scenes that we previously saw in Better Call Saul, but then show what was going on in Jimmy's world. Right, like, you know, after he kind of gets picked up from Walter and uh, Jesse kind of, like, holding him up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, does Kim come pick him up or something? You know, like, whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, like, there's so many, like, little things that they could kind of, like, pull on there's so many opportunities for them yeah. to either smartly or ham-fistedly uh, bring, weave in Breaking Bad for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it wouldn't even have to be like, let's be honest. They're not going to ham-fist it. Right. No. Like they're, they're really smart writers. I feel like they will take it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, we see Better Call Saul kind of... <laughs> what was that? There, there was something that just fell over on my desk. Don't worry about it. You got too but, excited. Uh, yeah. Something in Better Call Saul, like, like these scenes kind of overlap. Like, I mean, obviously we have Gene way later yeah. after the events of Better Call... Oh, sorry, of uh, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering where Better Call Saul will kind of cut off within the Breaking Bad timeline. Yeah, there's some people that have said, oh, you know, it ends with, like, Better Call Saul ends with the scene of Walt and Jesse walking in to, or or Walt walking in to talk to him. That was, like, the beginning of Better Call Saul, right? That that was the thought that was going to happen, right? That was the ending everybody kind of envisioned. Yeah, um, but I could kind of see us getting several episodes dedicated to the Gene storyline, because given that they've only been Flash forwards at the beginning of each right. season i could foresee at least an episode of of all gene stuff um but we'll just have to see i mean <laughs> that's the thing yeah. about the show and the writers is they're so good at like writing themselves into corners and then writing themselves out which yeah it's the same group pretty much as breaking bad and everything i've ever listened to or watched from them they always like you think like, oh, they had this grand arcing plan because everything connects and fits so well. But they're mostly like, no, no, we, we just write to the end of the season. And then we go, well, shit, how are we going to get out of this? And then they yeah. they do that. And I uh, just, you know, as, a, as an aside, I found a video. It was about like a writing method that I think it referenced them. And I think it referenced like South Park, the Matt and Trey uh, from South mm-hmm. Park was that what makes good writing is everything that they write, and this totally makes sense for Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, is always uh, based on an if-then statement, or like, or not if-then, but um, this occurs, and then because of that, this occurs, and then because right. of that, this occurs. So there's always a through line of how you get to the end. Right. And and that's why I think it, it 
holds up so well and you don't have people you know going well why did that happen i mean you have some of that but like not a lot (laughs) it's not a lost situation (laughs) for as many problems as it had some of those episodes are damn good watching lost like the first season of lost the second season of lost the opening with desmond on the bike in the in the yeah as you like you pick up right from where season one ended and then you continue panning down and like into that i actually saw it posted recently and i rewatched it and you just no context Uh you're seeing him go up like you don't see his face but you see him going about his morning routine to this old old song i think from like the 60s and then at the end it like goes like down a hallway to the mirror that's looking up at the hatch and then it goes up and sees them looking down it's like holy shit. Gotcha. Either I, I way, just got goosebumps like, that's just a even great thinking about it, le- dude. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's a it's a great transition into a new yeah. season. But that's not the show we're here to yeah, talk about. <laughs> nope. Nope. It is not. That's lost. We're talking about Better Call Saul. I almost said Breaking yeah, Bad. Well, you know. You dodged that bullet, and you know who else didn't dodge their bullet? Ignacio Varga. Don't, don't, don't. Just. I'm sorry. I, you know, you I feel like this is this is the only way to close out the episode. Oh, okay. The only thing I have against this episode, Tyler, that we just recorded. Yes. We only talked about Better Call Saul. No, we didn't. We didn't talk about anything else. We've been. We doing. talked about uh, something else at the very start that I can't recall. We went on a whole tangent about Terminator and Red Robin. <laughs> and then also talked about um, Lost. Lost. So I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I'm talking about... <laughs> I watched a movie. What'd you watch? And I want to talk yeah, right, about what'd you it. watch? I watched The Batman. Had you not seen it before? No. I had to wait until it came out on HBO... I was going to say Max. Go. Max. Yeah. HBO Max. And? Thoughts? Uh, spoilers, by the way, uh, for The Batman. No, no spoilers. Just in case. I liked it. Oh, wow. I really liked it. Hell yeah, dude. Did I like it as much as Dark Knight? Probably okay. not, but I really like the direction of it. It is. I, I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's comparable to the Dark Knight. I think it's its own thing. It's wildly it's its different. Thing. Even though it shares a lot of story elements, um, it's. I still view it as it. It's trying to do its own thing. The big thing I saw about that movie before i saw it was people are like it's really long and it feels long okay mm-hmm. and as i was watching it at some point we paused it and we were literally halfway through the movie and i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> <laughs> like like i was like holy shit but you know like it, it that that wasn't a bad thing mm-hmm. like i was really enjoying every kind of scene that just like really just I don't know it like really just felt like dirty Grimy, and gritty yeah. and like I don't know like uh, the the Riddler calling out Bruce Wayne and Batman at some point yeah. in that movie when he's like he's like you're not like this is the real you you're not wearing a mask right now and he's as Batman right yeah. I was like yeah yeah that's him he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. He wants to be the Batman well, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and like to play off of what you're saying about the length, 
Um, again, one of the reasons that I am realizing recently that I I enjoy rewatching something. I I feel like I have to watch everything at least twice because in the moment you don't know what's going to happen and you're, and you're just like just absorbing it, right? But then when you right. know kind of the structure, you're better you're better able to appreciate how all the pieces are lined up and kind of the context that they play. And like Yeah. I was watching it recently um cuz I I bought it just like on iTunes whatever. Um and has great special features. It has like an hour documentary behind the scenes and, and all that stuff and, and deleted scenes. Um, but I was watching it again and I was like, oh man, yeah, it's long. And, and yeah, the ending actually serves a great purpose into informing how Bruce Wayne views his own mission, right? As, as mm-hmm. being less yeah. about this personal vendetta and more like I can inspire people for good and not... You know, he, he ended up inspiring the Riddler in some ways, uh, inadvertently. <laughs> but aside from that, when I rewatch it, there's a, a point where I'm like, oh, it would have been perfect if they would have ended it here. And that is immediately after uh, Falcone uh, is shot, and then the Riddler goes and, and goes down to the diner, and then you see that scene that plays in the trailer where they're, like, zooming in on the cafe and they first apprehend him. And uh-huh. that to me feels like a natural end point because you have this wrap up of the main storyline with Falcone. And then you have this kind of stinger about the Riddler and it's like, it leaves you wanting more, you know? Yeah, it, but it doesn't have a big only... bombastic ending. It's kind of simple. You know, I like that. Yeah. I mean, my only like real gripe with that is that, Falcone wasn't there from the beginning. The Riddler was. Yeah. Like you saw him uh take out whatever the mayoral mayoral candidate was or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning. So you like you know he's the like the quote unquote big yeah. bad. So like to not take down the bad you set up at the beginning. Well, I think is my that's my only complaint with what I think it would only work if you then promise or not promise, but the intent is that you do take him out at the end of the second. So that you set, you set up the second movie going off of that point. Yeah. But it's, that's a big, that's a big gamble in Hollywood today. I, I feel like it's the same way that I thought <laughs> uh, with star Wars, star Wars, uh, star Trek uh, into darkness. Like I, the part where, uh, I think it's Spock that is like goes into the chamber with the radiation, or no, it's it's Kirk that does, and he's like basically dead at that point, and that's when Spock goes he yells the famous line, "Con," and then you you know you see yeah. the ship like falling through the sky. Well, there there's that yeah. same part of me that was like, oh, they should have just ended it right when he yells "Con," like cut to black. And then you start the next movie with the next part of the story, right? You're just into this hype train of hyping the next movie, Tyler. Would you say I'm all about cliffhangers? You're crazy. Yeah, I would. What the fuck was that that noise? That was my watch telling me that I closed all three rings today. 
A, congratulations. B, why wasn't that silence? You know what? Uh, We live life on the edge over here at Los Podcast Hermanos. Indeed. Was there anything else that you wanted to discuss? Any other pop cultures Um, that you wanted to hit? Well, I still need to see uh, the new Sonic movie, uh, if only to see how dumb the references can get. I finally watched the first one like a few months ago uh, after having not ever seen it. It was pretty good. So... I, from what I've heard, the second one leans even harder into some of that stuff, and I, and I do want to see that. Um, outside of that, I obviously finished up on Severance, which... Wait, you hadn't finished No, no, I had. That? I'm just kind of... Oh. I'm trying to think of like oh, recent okay. things I finished watching, and that was one of them, which uh, incredible show. But I did start watching... Finally, I feel like I'm super late to the party. Started watching The Good Place. That's a good show. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you ever finished it. Uh, I'm only into season two, but I really like the kind of like shift in the show once you get to that point where the whole time you're just like following her story of uh, Eleanor's story of, you know, uh, I'm an imposter here and we're trying to like. Now we're discovered, and we have to decide who gets to go to the bad place. And it's very straightforward. And then yeah. she's like, oh, wait, I got it. This is actually the bad place. And when she says it, at first yeah. I thought they were just going to be like, no, no, you're ridiculous. Nah, you have this just whole kidding, it's not. Moment. But then, Tony, uh, um, uh, not Tony Dalton, uh, Tony Danza, <laughs> right? He yeah. has yeah. this like moment and the smirk on his face, and he's like laughing. He's like, oh, yeah, you got it. And I was like, holy fuck, like, really? And now I've only watched, like, yeah. an episode or two of season two, but they they definitely play off of that and shift gears successfully. And I think it's, like, yeah. it, it yeah, reminds that, me of Severance that show in some is really ways. Good. Because, like, they're, they have to find each other with each iteration of the bad place now. Their innies have to find yeah, each they other. Re- <laughs> they, they, they really go into mm-hmm. that a lot. Uh that, that show is just kind of like this really fun. Everything about it is yes. fun. Like every like explanation is just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> like you're going to keep getting moments like that. I can tell. Like, I don't think any of them hit as no. hard oh, as no. that, se- that season one to season two, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of, there's a lot more to come for that. So I'm excited for you to, to, experience the good it's place a really easy show to watch um because it is like 30 yeah. minutes with commercials and then without commercials it's like less. right so i just like sit and let it autoplay and it's very uh quick and easy do you know about jeremy baramy is that someone from the show nope you don't you don't, <laughs> clearly don't know it's fine okay i i think that that's all i'm gonna <laughs> ask about there um Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Other than that, <laughs> um, can't really think of too much more off the top of my head, but it was right. it was fun doing this. As it always is. Yeah. And um, I hope you, listener, I, I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but I hope you, listener, enjoyed your time with, Addressing your time the listener? with us this evening. We, we could change the name of this podcast to... An evening 
with Tyler and Kyle. So that that's what you want to do is you want to name it anything with Tyler and Kyle. I said an evening, but sure. Oh, <laughs> was I too sorry. far away from the mic? Are, no, the stream kind of broke up a little bit, so I I interpreted as anything. You know, this is how uh, you all get to see uh, behind the scenes and get to peek into the magic, uh, how we make the magic. There's, There's no so magic. much magic. It's all it's, science. Don't let him lie to you. That's the quote to go out on. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. And I would never do that, listener. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good night. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy Breaking Bad. Enjoy the universe. This is... Wait, what? Better Call Saul. Uh, Enjoy Better Call Saul. Not... Enjoy Better Call Saul. Signing off for Los Podcast Hermanos. Goodbye. Goodbye. There's There's so much magic. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. That's the quote to go out on. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. And I would never do that, listener. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good night. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy Breaking Bad. Enjoy the universe. This is... Wait, what? Better Call Saul. Ah, Better Call Saul. Enjoy Better Call Saul. Signing off for Los Podcast Hermanos. Goodbye. There's no so much magic. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. That's the quote to go out on. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. And I would never do that, listener. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good night. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy Breaking Bad. Enjoy the universe. This is. Wait, what? Better Call Saul. Ah, Enjoy Better Call Saul. Enjoy Better Call Saul. Signing off for Los Podcast Hermanos. Goodbye. There's no magic. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. That's the quote to go out on. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. And I would never do that, listener. Wink. (laughs) all right everybody have a good night enjoy yourself enjoy breaking bad enjoy the universe this is wait what better call Saul. Saul. enjoy better call saul signing off for los podcast hermanos goodbye there's no there's so much magic it's all science Don't let him lie to you. That's the quote to go out on. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. And I would never do that, listener. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good night. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy Breaking Bad. Enjoy the universe. This is... Wait, what? Better Call Saul. Ah, That's what I meant. Enjoy Better Call Saul. Signing off for Los Podcast Hermanos. Goodbye. There's no There's magic. There's so much magic. It's all science. It's... Don't let him lie to you. That's the quote to go out on. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. And I would never do that, listener. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good night. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy Breaking Bad. Enjoy the universe. This is... Wait, what? Better Call Saul. Ah, that's Better what call I meant. Saul. Enjoy Better Call Saul. Signing off for Los Podcast Hermanos.
Goodbye. There's no There's magic. There's so much magic. It's all science. It's, don't let him lie to you. That's the quote to go out on. It's all science. Don't let him lie to you. And I would never do that, listener. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good night. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy Breaking Bad. Enjoy the universe. This is... Wait, what? Better Call Saul. Enjoy that's Better what Call I Saul. Meant. Enjoy Better Call Saul. Signing off for Los Podcast Hermanos.